G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. Well, as you know, if you're a regular listener on a Friday and listen into our Culture Watch segment and some of the comments from cultural commentator Bill Muhlenberg when it comes to the issues that we face in our society, some of those can be very controversial. But uh, Bill, of course, is not renowned for shying away from the tough Uh, conversations about some of the issues that we face in our society. And Bill has been writing about something very controversial through this week, and we'll follow it through today. Uh, Hello, Bill Muhlenberg. Welcome back to 2020. Thanks for having me. Well, Bill, this one is really controversial, and it's almost disturbing to think that people have been using dead babies in jewellery making. Uh, what's the story behind one of your most recent blogs? Yes, it is quite a shocking uh, case. Um, uh, just recently found out about it, and uh, I suppose what makes it a bit worse, it's not some, uh, yet again, another overseas uh, monstrosity, but it's something, well, actually happening here in Australia, an Australian company is uh, behind all this, and uh, the fairly, uh, uh, you know, kind of strange and ghoulish story is this. Uh, This company has evidently gotten in cahoots with uh, some of the the groups involved in things like IVF and other forms of assisted reproductive technologies. Uh, As we know, in things like IVF, there's almost always a bunch of surplus embryos created, uh, the couple, if they get one that works, goes away happy, and uh, you know, they kind of forget. There's wait a minute. There could be another dozen uh, embryos, surplus embryos that have not been used. So one company now is in uh, conjunction with these IVF clinics, taking these embryos, which are usually put in deep freeze uh, for either future use or research or whatever. And, uh, well, turning them into jewelry for some of the families who've uh, so brought about these uh, young lives. Now, of course, obviously, to do something like this involves killing that young living embryo. When they're in deep freeze, they can be thawed out later and either, say, donated to another couple or used by the original couple. Uh, But in this case, they, of course, have to be uh, destroyed or killed since we're talking about a a new member of the human race, and then turned into a bit of jewelry, necklace or earrings, uh, in theory to help the couple who, uh, you know, doesn't want to really see it flushed down the sink, but doesn't want to forget about it either. Uh, So it's a rather bizarre story. And while the couple is involved uh, buying these things from the company might think they're doing right by their own offspring, uh, well, as we say, the, we're talking about a dead, uh, unborn baby, which has been turned into jewelry. So that's kind of the shocking story. 
And what is sometimes uncomfortable here, Bill, and while we don't shy away from talking about important issues, this is one because it draws into the spotlight uh, those issues to do with IVF, uh, which is a generally accepted way of, of increasing fertility and uh, for people who have been having difficulty having children uh, to go to an IVF doctor and uh, and eventually, uh, and in so many cases, uh, to have a baby. But there is this bioethical question then, isn't there? What happens to the other embryos? Uh, and this is one of those questions that comes to light when you talk about this sort of jewellery. Yeah, well, exactly, and that's the very issue we have to be aware of, but sadly, uh, for perhaps far too many people uh, who do go down the route of something like IVF, in vitro fertilization, uh, they don't have a clue that this is part of it. In theory, they should be uh, told about this before they begin, but uh, both Christians and non-Christians often somewhat, uh, you know, uh, perhaps not fully aware of what's going on, will head down this path. They may or may not have, in the end, a healthy living baby. Success rates are still relatively low on things like IVF. Uh, but even if they do, the, the question remains, what about all these extra embryos? In Victoria here, for example, there's a law that says you got five years. You either keep it in deep freeze uh, for five years or you donate it to science for experimentation, which also will, of course, destroy that living embryo. Or you can donate it, as we said, to another couple or simply flush it down the sink so we've got thousands and thousands of these spare embryos, and again, most couples, if they're happy, get their happy uh, boy or girl. Uh, they just kind of forget about the rest, and they're usually flushed down the the drain. Now, that is just one, actually, of a number of uh, problems with IVF. That's certainly one of the more important moral issues, the taking of human life. But in a forthcoming book I'll be doing on IVF, uh, there's quite a few other uh, medical problems, uh, there's health risks, both to those uh, involved in the procedure as well as the babies born themselves. So there's actually a lot of issues that at least we need to be thinking through a bit more carefully uh, and clearly before we head down this path. But certainly the major uh, worry, especially if you call yourself a Christian who believes in the sanctity of life, is the uh, surplus embryos, most of which end up being killed. Well, Bill, IVF has become very popular for couples uh, both outside of the church and yep. also inside of the church. And a lot of uh, happy parents uh, of IVF babies within the church uh, will be yep. saying, what are you talking about, Bill? Are you bringing me under some level of condemnation? And I'm sure that's not your intention here because uh, I suspect uh, you'd be saying that there is some level of ignorance that happens with regard to what happens with the IVF process and the fact that there are these leftover embryos and, and there's an ethical question over them. How do you respond to couples who are within the church yeah. who've gone through an IVF process and had a beautiful baby uh, and, and yet uh, won't feel as though they've compromised any level of ethical understanding about what is right? Yeah, well, look, it's it's you know it's obvious that the desire for a child is normal. It's natural. It's probably the way God made us to be, to be fruitful and multiply. That's who we are. So there's nothing amiss 
in desiring children, and maybe around 10, sometimes they say 15%, but even that figure is questioned. Uh, somewhere 10, 15% of couples may find themselves to be infertile. Uh, you know, they just can't, uh, even though they try, seem to have children naturally. Now, by the way, as I'll say in my book, and I've already said in many articles on my website, uh, the science has actually shown, the research has shown, that if couples simply wait and keep at it, uh, well over 50% of couples who thought they were infertile, in fact, end up naturally conceiving anyway. So there's a number of issues going on here. Often uh, a woman will wait later in life. As we know, the biological clock ticks down. Uh, you have less and less chance of naturally conceiving the older you get. So if you do put career ahead of family, which many do, well, when you start in the 30s or 40s saying, okay, I want to now have a family, well, not only is it very tough to have a family at that age, but even using the assisted reproductive technologies, the chances go down and down and down. So there's a number of issues that have to be looked at here. Natural to want to have children, but uh, the question always is, just because we can do something, uh, does it mean we should do something? Science is always outstripping ethics, it seems. Technology is outpacing morality. And simply because uh, the scientists can give us all these new biotechnologies, uh, Christians of all people should be asking, wait a minute, is all of this fully ethical? Is this uh, moral? Is this in line with the biblical worldview, including the issue of the sanctity of human life? Bill, let me bring you back to the start of our conversation. We began talking about the use of leftover embryos in the production of jewellery. Now, at worst, it sounds very macabre. Yeah. Uh, it's uh, grotesque even. Uh, some will say, uh, isn't it just a sweet mm. memento uh, yeah. of having gone through this process and that is an embryo that came from me. And uh, yep. so for, for those who are, who are wanting to have some sort of a memento of, yep. uh, of their own family, of their own children, I mean, a lot of people use, uh, you know, ashes or yep. uh, placenta or hair uh, to be able to create a memento. And, and they'd be saying, well, uh, this is something similar to that, isn't it? But you're saying, no, it's not. Yeah. Uh, look, good questions. And as you say, many have asked me that very question both, in comments under my article and elsewhere, but I have to point out to them some obvious differences here. Sure, if a person has died naturally, normally, and if you want some kind of memory, well, look, usually burial is your main memory, but some people opt for uh, cremation, put the ashes in the urn, put it up on your fireplace ledge. Uh, you know, that's that's a way you can remember a loved one. But the crucial point of difference here, of course, is this person has died naturally. He wasn't killed. Uh, whereas in this case, as we've already said now several times, in order for this living, growing, developing embryo to be turned into something like jewelry, uh, of course it has to be destroyed. It has to be killed. So it's a big difference for somebody who's simply died uh, as part of life and you want to do something to remember him or her by. It's quite a different thing to deliberately, in effect, say, I'm going to kill this embryo so I can turn it into a piece of jewelry. That's a much different proposition. 
Now, as I ask in my article, it's unclear if you go to this Australian company's website, they don't exactly tell you how the process is conducted. So do they bump off the embryo? I presume instead the, um, the IVF companies will take the embryo out of deep freeze, thus killing it, package it up somehow, send it over to the jewelry company, and they will take it over from there. We're not sure what the actual process is, but the main point, again, is somewhere along the line, this living embryo, which could become somebody's son or daughter, at least if it were, say, donated to another infertile couple, uh, somewhere along the line, this has to be killed to produce the jewelry. So, uh, uh, bad uh, means do not result in good ends, and that's certainly the case here. I think the lesson to be taken from the sorts of things you're sharing today, Bill, is uh, even though these things might be freely available, uh, as a Christian believer, as someone who believes in the sanctity of life, uh, it's a caution not mm-hmm. to jump the gun, uh, yep. but to seek some very wise counsel before you actually proceed uh, with any new biotechnologies uh, because you may well actually be contributing to a lessening of the value of human life if you proceed along some paths. Uh, Bill, just great insights as always, and I'll point people to uh, this one of your latest articles called Dead Baby Jewelry. And you can simply Google Culture Watch or go to BillMuhlenberg.com. Bill, thanks for being with us again on 2020. Thank you again. Before you go, thanks for listening. There's lots more great audio on demand, or you can listen to us live at visionradio.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener-supported. Your donation, large or small, will help us continue connecting faith to life for hundreds of thousands of people across Australia and around the world. Learn more or donate today at visionradio.org.au.